after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages, the show where we talk about television commercials, the best ones, the worst ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. My barbecue nights used to turn into a toilet nightmare, but with the pushover plunge, my toilet troubles are gone. Well, that was needlessly disturbing. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz, and we are your hosts today. Hey, Genevieve. Hey, Andrew. So, very special show today because we have a very special guest. And when I say a very special guest, I'm talking about none other than my father, Robert Andrew Walsh, will be joining us on the show for a segment we call Dadvertising. Genevieve came up with Dadvertising, possibly the highlight of this podcast here in week seven or eight or whatever it is. Also, we're going to be talking Star Wars. I don't know. I Somebody told me there might be a new movie coming out. Yeah, I believe uh, there's there's something. I heard something somewhere. This is a war, um, not a trek, right? This is a war, not a trek. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, it, if you are alive or even just recently dead, uh, <laughs> you are... No doubt aware that there is a new Star Wars coming out. It uh, opens December 18th, I believe, uh, this coming Friday. And, of course, there are a million product tie-ins and thus a million commercials all about Star Wars that are for things other than the movie. And I find it really interesting. I think a lot of them are really great. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Plus, in our Ad Council segment where you guys weigh in, building a better cat litter box it's been generations, and we still haven't cracked the code. More on that in a little bit. First, though, let's talk some Star Wars. From Kenner's Star Wars collection comes the Stormtrooper, the Sand People, and all 20 action figures, including new Hammerhead, Snaggletooth, and now Boba Fett, Star Wars villain with his laser rifle. How many of those names, aside from Boba Fett, do you recognize, by the way? Uh, they, Hammerhead? They washed over me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know those. That's actually from an old 1978 commercial, I think, selling the uh, Star Wars action figures that we played with in our youth, or at least I did. I don't know if you had any Star Wars action figures. I didn't. You know, I, I think I sort of came to Star Wars a little bit later, um, uh, you know, when they were already kind of canonized. But looking back at those toy ads, though, like they, you just want to get your hands on these great toys. I, I get why they are... Uh, the object of people's collections and uh, obsessions. Yeah, and you know, obviously we're joking around before. The new movie coming out this weekend, Star Wars The Force Awakens, is huge. But I, if you don't mind, I wasn't planning on doing this, but let's just start way back in the beginning. You and I were cruising around the internet yesterday looking for Star Wars ads. What we're going to be talking about today is some of these new Star Wars tie-in ads for, you know, Products like Subway sandwiches and Dodge cars and, you know, everything. You know, like you see in Star Wars. <laughs> right, exactly. Every single product, of course, wanted to be part of the uh, Star Wars and marketing said, machine. And Disney said, line right up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Can- I'm sorry, what color is your money? Green? <laughs> oh, sounds good. Just stand right over there by the stanchion. Sounds good. But let's start uh, way back for just a second. I, I want to play... Maybe a little bit more of these commercials that you and I were coming across. Um, you you found this huge supercut of Star Wars toy ads from the 70s and early 80s. And here, let me just, I'm just going to kind of start it somewhere in the middle of one. Skywalker X-Wing pilot from the Star Wars action figures collection, each sold separately. I'm Gala. Want to buy a droid? 
Show me what you got. It's R5-D4 and the Power Droid. So. And here's Greedo, Han Solo, and Walrus Man. <laughs> Walrus Man? You know, your favorite character from Star Wars. Walrus Man. Those are probably the really valuable ones, actually. Luke Skywalker X-Wing pilot, R5-D4, Greedo, and other action figures sold separately from Kenner. We go into one more here. Nagamaru! It's the Star Wars creature cantina that you put together. Action figures each sold separately. You can make them move on revolving discs with the action lever. You can even make them fall. Gotcha, Hammerhead! Got him. I told you not to follow me, Greedo. Okay, here's my point here and why I'm playing so many of these uh, commercials from the, the 70s. I don't see a lot of kids' commercials these days, but I don't think they're like this. And I loved watching these ads where these kids are playing with these toys exactly the way I played with these toys, which was like you, you in these shots, you see the kids and they just have the little action figures in their hands and they're moving them around and saying, I got you, uh, well, they're essentially blah, blah, blah. They're essentially having them reenact the movie almost sort of verbatim. I oh, mean, really? I didn't recognize the lines. They are. I mean, they aren't literally the exact lines, but they're, they're clearly... Uh, they're recreating the cantina scene, for example. Right. Um, I mean, they're, it's, it's both a, a way for kids to use their imaginations, but also a way for them to t- totally reinforce the narrative and totally reinforce the story. Well, Star that, Wars. that is true. But <laughs> what I like about the way the ads are shot is there is something a little, maybe you're right, maybe we could show the kids using their imaginations even more. But I don't think in a modern action figure commercial, you would just see the kid kind of holding the toy going, pew, 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 I got you. It seems like, I mean, this is how I played with toys as a kid, basically just making sound effects and making these little dolls talk. Is that what the ads are like still today? They seem a little bit antiquated. Well, I don't know. Pull up, uh, what I don't know, Ant-Man. They must make an Ant-Man figurine. Um, well, you know, we just don't watch a lot of kid TV, so we're not seeing this stuff. I don't honestly know how they depict the playing with of toys these days. Okay, I got one here that isn't Ant-Man. It looks like it's an Iron Man toy commercial, so maybe I'm wrong. Iron when Man. he puts on his armor, he's the most high-tech superhero in the world. Now that power is in your hands. Invincible Iron Man comes complete with Iron Man's awesome gear. Removable helmet, electronic sounds. I am Iron Man. Repulsor gauntlets, light pack. The kids are really absent from this commercial. Yeah, and this is how I pictured him. Like, that's exactly what I mean. Like, these old commercials from the 70s and 80s are much more just kind of like, I'm a kid making voices for yeah. these little dolls. And these days it's like, voiceover man. Like, you don't see the kids playing with them just in the dorky, goofy little ways kids yeah, play with it, toys. Yeah, they do as much as possible to make it look like the Iron Man action figure is doing all of this stuff on its own. Exactly. You don't just see the kids playing but, with them. I mean, like Robert puppets. Downey Jr. insisted on that in his contract. <laughs> right. I, I think you're right. Um, all right. So let's talk about some more modern Star Wars tie-ins. Um, uh, one that a bunch of people sent to us was a Campbell's Soup ad. Yeah, they brought this to our attention uh, in reference to the uh, the same-sex ads uh, that we talked about uh, for Honey Maid and then the, the backlash to that. This is another one where it's a, a gay couple, uh, but this has gotten a lot of airplay, I think, but actually not very much backlash. I think, and Andrew, you and I talked about this in a recent episode, that we're going to start to see more and more uh, gay couples and gay uh, families in commercials, and it's going to be less and less of a noteworthy thing. The ad opens with... One uh, man trying to, you know, sort of get his kid to eat the soup by doing the Darth Vader, Luke, I'm your father voice. And the the turn comes when the other parent comes in. Dun, 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 dun. Cooper, 
I am your father. He's trying to get him to no, eat the no, soup. No, no, no. I am your father. And now it's daddy oh, number two. That's got to be the worst Vader ever. <laughs> Campbell's Star Wars Soups. How about you be Chewbacca? Made for real, real life. It's pretty cute. And is that part of a Campbell's Soup campaign uh, that ties into, like, is the real, real life campaigns and that kind of tries to look at more modern families? I would guess so. Uh, clearly, that's sort of the reference to that, the real, real life, that it's less uh, traditional or, or less idealized in some way. But I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen anything else that's uh, attached to that tagline, so I don't know what else enc- it encompasses. Yeah, there, I just looked it up. There's an uh, there's an article here from not all that long ago in uh, Ad Age magazine um, talking about Campbell's Soup Real Real Life campaign. I'm going to read from this here for a second, uh, written by reporter Jessica Wool. It says, Campbell's Soup's first major brand push in five years depicts real families, including a gay couple and their son, along with real weather patterns as the soup giant tries to tap into what's really going on in people's lives. And then she goes on to say, say down here that there's another one where there's a a mom shopping in a grocery store and she sees that a storm is coming so she grabs some uh you know some cans of Campbell's soup or whatever but they're only gonna air that when it's weather appropriate on things like the weather channel oh that's interesting isn't that interesting that's both clever and sort of diabolical (laughs) yeah you know it's like apocalypse coming yeah so um, snowpocalypse is here so that's pretty interesting and I do like that Campbell's soup ad uh, I'm going to skip ahead to one we have on the list here because that Campbell Soup ad is definitely, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's does it pull at your heartstrings a I, little bit? Yeah, no, I found it both charming and it, it gives me a warm feeling towards Campbell's Soup. And that's an example of some brand awareness. Even though they're not speaking directly to me, I'm not a parent. That is an example of something that when I'm in the store and I see the Campbell's brand, I think it's warmed me up a couple of degrees yeah. on their whole brand identity. Well, the one that I was watching earlier that you had thrown on the list, and we weren't sure if we're going to get to it, but then I watched it for the first time. Genevieve, I was in here before, and I literally teared up when I was watching this Toys R Us commercial. Does that mean I have low T, or does it mean this is a really good commercial, or are those not mutually exclusive? I guess they're not mutually exclusive. I mean, we might might file this under menopause. (laughs) We might. (laughs) That's an ongoing conversation in this house that we don't have to have right now. But in this Toys R Us Star Wars commercial, this might be a little bit difficult to describe, but I will do my best. We see a father spending time with his newborn daughter, and he's trying to um, get her in line with his Star Wars fandom by playing with little Star Wars sock puppets with her and stuff. And then as the commercial progresses, we see her growing up and not being very receptive to his attempts to get her yeah. to enjoy Star Wars he, as much as he does. He's classic nerd dad trying to get his daughter to engage with him on his passion for Star Wars. And she kind of blows him off at every opportunity. He I like how was in up. the first scene, his wife is the one who comes in and takes physically removes the baby from the puppet play. Oh, I didn't even remember that like the the, God, the mom, mom is like <laughs> not in my house like what is it, some sort of interfaith marriage on star wars <laughs> well i think the um the ad kind of hits its peak when he is uh looks like it's you know late at night he's watching one of the star wars movies by himself this is the father i'm talking about here and you see the girl who's now at this point like a tween maybe she's 11 or yeah let's say 11 years old and she's kind of sneaking behind him and watching over his shoulder a little bit and then when he discovers her she blows him off hey honey you want to watch star wars with me 
And now they're at Toys R Us where there's Star Wars stuff all over the place, and he's going crazy. Those toys do look cool. Yeah. And I'm going to pause it because then he goes around the corner, and what does he see but his daughter totally embracing the Star Wars toys. She's got a lightsaber in her hand, and she's just completely in imaginary land, and he could not be happier to see her. I am your father. And she just gives him a tiny little smile and stares him down like a Jedi Knight. And I was watching this before, and again, maybe blame it on the manipause, but that got me. Yeah. That really got Daddies me. Daddies and daughters always get you. Yeah, that I know is they true. do. Uh, quick sidebar that little actress is delivering on that final look she yeah, gives. Yeah. She is giving it 110%. Yeah, and it's actually kind of a calm. I mean, relatively speaking, it's a somewhat complex emotion that she's showing him. Yeah. She's showing him kind of like this stern Jedi face, but then this little knowing smile. It's yeah. actually it's some good acting from a little kid. The Toys R Us ad, and I, maybe a little bit the Campbell Soup ad, but the Toys R Us ad especially, I think it's me, because I've been... You won't be surprised to hear that I've been thinking about Star Wars a lot lately. I mean, it's really hard not to, right? Like the world, or certainly the United States, is blanketed with nothing but Star Wars marketing and advertising and let's just say propaganda these days. (laughs) And the thing is, like, I don't usually go in for super huge trends. Um, Usually I get into them about 20 years later and I realize everybody was right, but... With Star Wars, it would be so easy to pick them apart for being super um, cynical about just trying to market everything and it's all about money, et cetera, et cetera. But for some reason, I don't mind. I was um, I was home last night and I heard our downstairs neighbors, who we hardly ever hear. They're very, very quiet. But I paused my movie for a second and I could hear the Star Wars music coming from downstairs. They were clearly amping up for this weekend's big movie by rewatching one of the old ones. And it warmed my heart. Like I feel like Star Wars has done a pretty good job of of tapping into that nostalgia. And then at least for me, not going so far overboard that I'm completely sick of it. Like, somehow they have maintained through, by the way, a whole series of sequels, I guess prequels, prequels that were just astoundingly bad. But here we are again, and even people like me who are not huge Star Wars nerds are ready to lap it up. Well, it's a, a huge part of that is that the old cast is back. Yeah. You know, we they we didn't have that opportunity or they didn't the filmmakers didn't have that opportunity with the episodes 1 through 3 um and of course that was far from the worst problem that they had but now that Harrison Ford is back as Han Solo, Carrie Fisher's back, um you know that these beloved uh, iconic characters are back, I think it's not an accident that the two commercials we've talked about so far involve parents of a certain generation ours. Yeah talking to their kids about Star Wars in some context because this is the great melding mm-hmm. of the youngest generation and the Gen Xers, which is us. Yeah, Gen yeah. X and above, basically. Yeah, and that reminds me of another Star Wars ad that's airing now. This one definitely seems like an official sponsorship. It's the Duracell Star Wars commercial. Um, this is a commercial for Duracell batteries. Uh, it features uh, a kid waking up on Christmas morning and playing with his Star Wars toys. And he, you can tell he's a, an obsessed Star Wars fan. Uh, and it quickly becomes a, a whole Star Wars fantasy that he and his sister play out in front of uh, their parents, who, yeah. again, it's kind of that multi-generational love of Star Wars yeah. uh, scenario. The kid, it's interesting to note, is not a super little kid. I'm going to put him in, like, again, is he like an 11-year-old or something? Yeah. I'm 
He's in his house, but there's a whole battle scene going on. Yeah, and so obviously some of the uh, Star Wars characters are there, including uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO. And now he's in his um, living room hallway with a real lightsaber battling stormtroopers. And he sees his parents uh, wrapping gifts downstairs. It goes on from there. He runs outside where he sees his sister, but his sister is Princess Leia, I assume? No, she dressed as the character from the new movie, The Force Awakens, um, whose character name, I'm sorry, I don't remember. But actually, one of the interesting things, or perhaps uninteresting things about this ad, (laughs) is that it it spawned a kind of mini hullabaloo on the internet because people were saying that it spoiled something from the Mm. the new movie. So I'm going to tell you that I don't think this really constitutes a spoiler, but essentially... Uh, his sister at some point says uh, in this commercial that she is a Jedi and because she is dressed like this new character from the movie, people are saying like, oh no, now we know that that new character is a Jedi, (laughs) which, you know, apparently is a big deal. But my first thought was like, well, isn't this movie kind of about Jedis? I mean, is that that a big spoiler? I will say this is kind of cool. Um, 3PO has a red metallic arm you know, he's gold. Oh, I didn't notice that. But he has a red metallic arm in this ad, and that is something oh, that yeah. has been sort of kept under wraps uh, in the movie, so nobody knows, or at least I don't know, why he has that red arm, but here, that here is it is. interesting. No, that is interesting, actually. I didn't notice that. Um, what I was going to say about this ad is, again, and somehow this kind of ties into all this nostalgia I'm feeling, and I'd like to reiterate one more time, in case it's not clear from my lack of knowledge of this movie, I'm not some huge Star Wars kid. Like, I, I grew up watching the movies like anybody else. Um, I didn't, I wasn't old enough to be, like, waiting for Return of the Jedi to come out or something like that, and I'm not somebody who spends a lot of time kind of dwelling on kind of retro stuff or nostalgia, except personal nostalgia, I guess. Because the other thing that I really like about this ad that reminds me of those 70s ads we were talking about before with the kids playing with their toys, do, do, do. It just, this is how I spent my childhood, running around and fighting imaginary characters that I would only see in my head with the fake sword or something like that. And often it was based on the latest movie I saw, whether it was a Star Wars movie or, you know, maybe I was a little bit old for it then, but, you know, the, the first Batman movie. I can't think of a good example, but, like, as a kid who's about 10 years old, you see a movie like this, it gets in your head, and then for me, I'd go into the basement or I'd run around outside the next day using sticks and pretending they're swords or guns or whatever. And, you know, I can't imagine what I looked like if my mom were to look out the window and just see me, like, running around the yard, like, just high-kicking imaginary enemies. I'm sure it was ridiculous looking, but it's such a fond memory of that's how I kind of used my imagination as a kid. And so seeing this new commercial that really plays on that again i'm just feeling i'm just feeling really kind of nostalgic yeah it's funny like you you say that and you say this duracell ad uh, reminds you of that but duracell is not advertising to children i mean children That's don't buy point. batteries adults buy batteries that is a good point um there are some uh, star wars car ads floating around if you will indulge me before we get to that though first genevieve i just want to talk about what might be my favorite of the lot maybe inexplicably but it is the subway you know the the subway sandwich chain restaurant with a star wars tie-in and basically it's just a bunch of people in a subway eating and ordering but the cantina music is playing underneath it from that that famous star wars cantina scene and they're not realistic looking 
characters from the movie. They are a bunch of people dressed up like their favorite characters from the movie. But everybody's kind of playing their role. And right as this somewhat normal-looking couple walk into this weird cantina scene, the music stops, everything stops, and they all stare at this normal couple. But then the woman brushes back her long coat to the side, and it's revealed that she also has a toy lightsaber. And then everybody goes back to normal, and the music kicks in again. And I, it just, it's not that remarkable of an ad. It's a quickie, but I just find it kind of funny, charming, and just kind of to the point. I like the fact that how dorky some of these people look dressed up. It's more of a Comic-Con feel than an actual Star Wars ad. Yeah, you know, you make a good point. I didn't really understand your this, the appeal of this commercial for you. It just seems kind of forgettable to me. But the, your, your point about them not being really... They don't look like the real characters. They look like a bunch of fans dressed up like the characters is a, is a subtle but interesting distinction. Yeah, and they're not even dressed up that well. That's why I think I like about it. Like, you Yeah, know, it's recognizably costumed. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's not even as good as what you would see at most Comic-Cons with tons of makeup. It's like you can see the Darth Vader's like uh, hands just kind of coming out of some kind of crappy looking gloves as he drinks his Subway. And it's just I like how the Stormtrooper's wearing like a denim vest and a headband. Yeah, exactly. Like what's going on with that? That guy back there. Anyway. He was like, I sort of want to be back to the future, but I think I also want to be a Karate Kid. Oh, Karate Kid. It's like a a stormtrooper dressed like one of the bad guys in the Karate Kid, (laughs) I think. So anyway, it's just a... It's just a fun little, uh, fun little jokey commercial there. But uh, let's talk about these car ads. I guess Dodge and Fiat are the main ones. Yeah, well, Dodge and Fiat are actually both owned by Chrysler, so it makes sense ah, that they would both have uh, a Star Wars tie-in, um, and it is very explicitly a, a you know a sponsorship or tie-in for Star Wars. Um, the Dodge ad I've seen a lot. It's just a a black, uh, probably a Charger, uh, at the head of an army of white Dodge cars. Mm-hmm. Um, they drive through the city to the sound of the, the music. The imperial theme. The imperial or theme, called. yeah. And then uh, you see a guy holding a dog that looks like Chewbacca. And someone <laughs> says, oh, we're going to need more valets, which to me is like, I it's a little confusing. Like, Dodge makes a lot of cars, I guess. That's the takeaway. It just seems, it feels unfocused to me as far mm-hmm. as a Star Wars tie-in. Like, it's visually kind of interesting. It's visually stunning, I think, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's visually appealing uh, with the kind of army of cars, and it does have that f- that sort of, um, that feel of the Star Wars movies where you see all of the stormtroopers, you know, lined up in all of their glory. Um, but, I don't know, my takeaway, I don't, I don't take away any particularly good feeling about Dodge from it, and it feels a little bit like, oh, we're we paid for this Star Wars branding. Like, let's make sure we use it. Right. If it if it just had a better ending, yeah. Because because the ending feels like a riff on Jaws. You know, we're gonna need a bigger boat. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense. And um, yeah, there's a bunch of little nods to Star Wars, like the man holding the small little lap dog that you kind of realize looks like Chewbacca. It's a fun little wink, but it's very unclear what they're saying. The the shots of the cars kind of quote unquote, marching through the street, if you will, with these overhead shots. Yeah. And you see it, it's in the city. And so you get these. And, you know, the the connection between these shiny black and shiny white cars and, and the um, 
and the kind of visual parallels to the movies and, and that kind of feeling you get in your chest when the Imperial music begins and you see the evil walking through the Death Star. I get all of that, but you are right. It's just like at the end, they just needed one thing to make it make sense. You know what it is? It's that the brand and imagery of Star Wars is incredibly powerful mm-hmm. and they are smart to capitalize on it, but then they added nothing to it that helps me make the turn to Dodge. Yeah, I agree. And I guess the Fiat commercial, unless you feel differently about it, is kind of the same. It's yeah. a couple of small Fiats. One is black, one is white. They're zipping around kind of a desert scene, if I yeah. recall, or a big open It's just, you know, some something. people like the dark side of the force, some people like the light side of the force. Yeah. You know, we have a white car and a black car. It yeah, feels, you can yeah, choose again, yours. It feels very like, oh, we've got the Star Wars tie-in. Um, I guess the dark side? Yeah. Nah, I'm more of a Jedi. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I'm going to buy a white car. Right. So, uh, to me, these Chrysler ads... Are not terrible. I mean, they're visually well done. Of course, they were, you know, they were expensively produced. They just don't really do anything interesting to me. And what they brought to mind, actually, is a a commercial from 2011. Mm -hmm. That's a Volkswagen Passat commercial uh, that was aired in the 2011 Super Bowl uh, that I thought was so much more successful and such a better exploitation or use of the the Star Wars tie-in. This is one with the kid. I want to point out, this is 2011. There wasn't even a... Star Wars movie or product or reason to have this commercial with a Star Wars connection back in 2011. I think somebody just came up with the idea and then probably got, you know, the rights from the Star Wars right. peeps. Um, but anyway, yeah, this is the one that's such a famous ad. Now, I'm assuming most people have seen it. It's where you see this little boy dressed up completely like Darth Vader walking around his house trying to use the force on things. You see him using, trying to use the force on a doll in his sister's room. He's trying to use the force on the washer and dryer and he's sticking out his hand and nothing's happening. That's right. He's, and he's completely, just more and more frustrated. He's, he's completely uh, vadered up. You can't see his face. Yeah. And he goes around the house doing the Vader hands at things and, and nothing's happening. And then his dad comes home in his Passat and the kid goes outside and tries to... Uh, use the force on the car. And of course, the feature that they're advertising on this car is the ability to start a car from afar with your remote control key ring. And so the kid goes in front of the car, he holds out his hands and he tries to use the force on the car. And then his father hits the button from inside the house. The car comes to life and the kid is absolutely stunned because he thinks he did that. And the dad gives a really nice kind of Eh, look to his wife. Yeah, just like, well, what are you going to do? Like, that's, that's an example of, an, of a commercial that knows how to stick the landing. Are there any other Star Wars ads you want to talk about? Nope, I think we can move on. All right, well, let's move on to our um, segment with our very, very special guest. I mentioned at the top of the show that my dad, Robert Walsh, is joining us on the line to talk about some ads that he has strong feelings about. Hey, Dad. Hello, hello Andrew. <laughs> you can call me son. Hi, Bob. So, Dad, the other day when I told, well, I guess this was two months ago now, I told you that Genevieve and I were starting a podcast. We're just going to be talking about TV commercials. And you immediately, I think we were trying to get off the phone. We were like wrapping up a conversation. And then I said, oh, by the way, we're going to do this thing where we're talking about commercials. And then you and I talked for, I think, another hour. Because (laughs) once we started talking about commercials, you had tons of opinions. What are are the ones that drive you crazy? at the time, I, the, what popped into my head was car commercials in general, even if I don't remember them specifically, each one. It just seems, if I had to say 80% of automobile or car commercials 
are depicted with irresponsible drivers. I, I, it amazes me. Of course, I, I don't want to think back how I drove when I was yeah. way, way back. <laughs> I hope but, not like they do in car commercials. I hope not, but it's, it amazes me. And I don't even mean ones where they showed, they'd even say this driver is a professional driver on a track oh, or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know. But the, the examples was the one, uh, a guy... I, is uh, for Sirius Radio. Oh, yeah, I found that ad. You were telling me about this the other day, and I actually looked it up. So this is the ad where the guy is in his car, and I guess the whole point is most people don't like to run errands in their car on the weekend, but he doesn't mind because he's got this great satellite radio in his car, and so he doesn't mind um, driving around as much as possible. So I'm going to play a little bit of it for you. Okay, go ahead. I love running errands. You give me a to-do list, I'm to-doing the do out of it. Because the Sirius XM free listening event is on now. So I can cruise my favorites. Soft rock, hard rock, dance. Kids craving Saturday morning. Now the whole time he is talking to the camera and driving around, we see an aerial shot of him and he is just driving in circles, actually doing donuts around a small donut shop in the middle of a parking lot. Exactly. And I, I guess because, and, and the reason, well, again, it's so absurd anyway, and then I guess in my own mind I have this thing about people that speed in parking lots. It is so unsafe. There's yeah. older people, children, things like that. So it drives me crazy. But you know the part that killed me about this then? I'm pretty sure there was a part where they show the girl in the kiosk or whatever it yeah. is in the middle of this parking lot, sort of like rolling her eyes, like, oh, when's this guy going to be done? Like, in other words, she's not really offended or worried or anything that's going to happen. She just kind of, like, rolls her eyes a little bit, like maybe this is a, a common thing. I don't you, know. But you think her reaction should be more, like, horrified calling the cops? I would think so. <laughs> The guy would exactly. That's a, I guess that's the part that killed me. And, it, and it's funny you said. Uh, I, I even wondered. It took me a few times before I saw this. Before I realized what the message was supposed to be in the thing. My other really one of my big peeve ones was this kid. His doing a remote control car, and his dad is with him or nearby or whatever. Mm-hmm. In fact, I thought of more. Oh, my God, it could go on forever. Oh, <laughs> I, I know which ad. Bob, are you talking about the ad where the kid's car breaks, the kid's remote control yes. toy breaks, yes. and then his dad says, I can fix this for you, and essentially lets the kid kind of <laughs> pretend remote control his the his real car while he drives it around a parking lot. Exactly. And maybe we'll get to this later, but it's almost like a, it's like a combination. If it's a spoiled kid and irresponsible driver commercial <laughs> combined, you know, well, in other we... words, you'll do anything for the kid to keep him from whining or that he has what he wants. And then he drives around. I, I, it just amazes me. This here's this kid. He's got control, and this and and he's going to drive his car around like a like a maniac and let his kid pretend he's control him. I, I it just astonished me. That's all. Well, can we talk a little bit more, Bob, about some of those commercials where the kids are getting away with murder that are driving you crazy? Because this is something that I, I agree with, and I particularly for any cleaning product, it seems now like the, the message is, hey, when your kid utterly destroys your house, no big deal, Mom, because you can just get out the scrubbing bubbles. <laughs> exactly. And they always smile. They come through and roll their eyes, so kids will be kids. And there's yeah. absolutely no regard for the mom's <laughs> house or the carpet or the wood. We're more than happy to get out that great mop that we're talking yeah. about and redo it again. That's what Genevieve always says. She's like, oh, Trevor. Oh, Trevor. Like, are you kidding uh, yeah. me, Dad? What yeah. would have happened in our house if I had done stuff like that? Oh, my God. Well, can I... 
Can I actually interject here? Because there is a Pediasure ad for called Picky Eater. There's actually a series of them. And Bob, are you familiar with what Pediasure is? It's like a no, it's no. like a, a liquid nutrient supplement that a kid oh. can take. And often doctors will prescribe it for kids who who aren't getting enough nutrients in their food or whatever. Right. So the I way can see where the name comes in. Yeah. Yep, so okay. the way the way Pediasure advertises this product is. It's moms, you know, in, in their kitchens or in their grocery stores getting shopping for their kid. And they're saying, you know, little chrysanthemum won't won't eat any <laughs> vegetables or any foods that are good for her. Lucky for me, there's Pediasure. And, you know, and I, I always think when I see that, boy, in Andrew's house growing up, it would have been uh, eat it or wear it. There would have been no Pediasure option. <laughs> that is a phrase that was once uh, famously in our family uttered at me when I refused to eat some uh, eat something that I was being a total picky brat about. Brief explanation of that, or <laughs> yeah. Well, what was it? You, we were on. I, I thought it was, I was gravy mashed potatoes. I was pretty young, and we were on a, a, a trip. Sort of a, yeah, we were up a, a, a long road trip, I think, to Niagara Falls or something like that. And you had been, yeah. I think, driving through the You're night, right. running the usual, into. One more stop, guys. One more stop. Yeah, and then we, you, everyone was tired and hungry, and you guys, none of you like gravy at the time, which we excused that. That was one of the few things you did not, I don't think you were forced to eat in, in growing up. There were a few things, and then, anyway, when you guys ordered and you got poor chaps, it came out with gravy. <laughs> yeah, and I, I remember I looked down and I just said, it has gravy on it, and you just looked at us and you said, eat it. Or wear it. And you know what, Dad? I eat gravy now, so thank you for that. Well, the Pediasure ad drives me crazy because, yeah, like the mom says, and listen, I am a hugely picky eater, even to this day as an adult. It's embarrassing. And as a kid, you often choose to wear it. Yes, I often choose to wear it, which is very odd when we're at a fancy dinner. But like this woman says things like, oh, she won't eat this, she won't eat that. And then she says, she won't eat anything green. And I'm just thinking, if you're the mom, guess what? That kid is eating something green. Like you cannot raise kids and not, and just be like, oh, they don't like broccoli, so they're not going to get in their vitamins except in milkshake form. That's ridiculous. In, in fact, that's part of my, when I go around lecturing on my soapbox <laughs> around raising kids, you know, that's part of my thing. I, here's, what, here's one of my main topics. Kids are giving unbelievable choices when they're four years old. Yeah. I mean, I could see it if you take them to the playground and say, do you want to go on the swings or the merry-go-round? Okay, that's, and that's the beginning of a choice. But when you've got to say, do you want whipped cream and candy or do you want some green vegetables? And you do with one, they said, it's totally amazing. And I see it in real life. But the, uh, the other kid ones, Genevieve, that I was ranting to Andrew about was the, uh, this one amazed me. It, it was on Time Warner. And a girl, I'm going to guess a 14-year-old girl is watching a show with her boyfriend, who I don't understand as I think about the commercial more, why she wouldn't have already introduced him to her parents. But the mom walks in with a big smile. Oh, this must be Elroy or something. (laughs) And uh, she just abruptly stands up and and snubs her nose rudely at her mother, and they tramp to another room, which fortunately... They're my three sons' pipe-smoking father is sitting in the <laughs> other room, and he just smiles and welcomes them, but then she gets irritated because he's in there to use the other TV, and then they leave. 
but then the savvy younger brother, they go into a room where he is. But it, ju- it just told. I, and I they watch TV times. up in his room. And, and the message, of course, the, the message Time Warner Cable is trying to give you right prize probably is, is you can have a TV in every room Absolutely in the house. Absolutely correct. Um, if your correct. child is a completely incorrigible and rude <laughs> person. I, I, that one, I, I think if I had to rate them, that one astonished me that they'd even show that. That I mean, you could twist it around and still get your message. And, and But the girl, I mean, it, she was just totally rude and inconsiderate and mean to her mother. And they all just smiled through the whole thing like, oh, well, kids will be kids. So, so. Bob, do you, do you think this is a sign of the times? Is this uh, a harbinger of uh, our degrading society? You know what? That's cool that you said that, too, because really, when you think about it, I think some generation of have this feeling that it's responsible to make their kids' lives just perfect. And yes, some of this I kid about, but the choices that kids make are, are, are left to make, it, it just amazes me. And these reflect it. So, Dad, now we know what commercials kind of drive you crazy. Are there any commercials that you really love or... And this may be harder to answer, but are there any commercials that have actually had an impact on you? A commercial yeah, yeah. that led you to buy that to product buy or service? Yeah. That, I can't think of right off, but I, I, I will, as I'll sort of ponder as we talk. But in general, I think ones that, that I, I like, whether or not it gets me to buy anything, is like a peppy tunes or something, musical. There was one last year. There was one. It went over and over and over at Christmas time. I, in fact, when I was fast-forwarding through commercial breaks, I'd go back to it. It was one about a Cadillac. Just bought me a brand-new Cadillac. <laughs> but anyway, I loved it. Joyce used to kid me all the time, and I always go back. So I loved What those. was happening in it? Was it? I mean, clearly it wasn't dangerous oh, driving because you wouldn't love that. It was a, a classy scene. A Cadillac pulls up. And there was just something about it. A, a, a woman gets out dressed kind of uh, formally for a, like a, a real pretty, sparkly, long dress and going to a party or something. And, she, and it's even the way she like swings with the music out of her Cadillac. And the tune was, I, I'm embarrassed to even try to mimic the tune, but I just got me a brand new Cadillac. And I used to love the sound of it. So mm-hmm. that was the way that one was. And I like commercials like that. Just the other night, and I don't know if you guys had an opportunity to see it, but there was a special, a Frank Sinatra special, and uh, they had a commercial with uh, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, and I honestly, I know that name, but I couldn't even give you a clue or a hint of what one song she ever sang, but I did learn just in the last couple of months, I guess she's a very talented singer and stuff, and I guess she sings some very sophisticated type of music I didn't know. Yeah, I think she and Tony Bennett have done a full record together of duets, oh, I see, think. Yeah. I didn't know any of that, but, but I kind of knew she was known for crazy outfits and all that. So in this commercial, she's, they're in a, it looks like a library at first, but I guess they're in Barnes & Noble, and she's walking down one out. She's got this really snazzy outfit on, real short, bright green skirt, kind of Christmassy and shoes to match and all that, and he's in a tux, which I think looks so cool. They they met at the end of the aisle, and it's just something like you, you never know who you might meet at a Barnes and Noble. But it was really nice, and they kind of hugged at the end. So the old uh, Tony Bennett and her. So that was it was just a feel good commercial, and I it's funny I remembered what that one was 
Those are the kinds I like. I think more upbeat and friendly ones, things yeah. like that. I'm going to actually uh, hit play on this and see uh, what this... I found the commercial you're talking about. I want to hear oh, what it did? sounds okay. like. Yeah. All right. I think there is something about um, Christmas ads as well. They just they often will strike a better tone. We're all feeling a little bit more nostalgic. Everything is kind of classier feeling at yeah, Christmas Yeah, and time, I also think know? that an ad that, in, that incorporates Gaga and Tony Bennett is is smart and that it... It appeals to a wide swath of people, you know, everyone from your dad all the way down to like a young, you know, fan of Lady Gaga. Yeah, here, let's yeah. take a listen. They're just wandering around I the bookstore. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, yeah. I have to go. Away. Baby, it's cold outside. I wish I knew Your how to like break this spell. I'll take your hat, your hair looks well. I ought to say no, 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 Mind sir. Mind if I move in closer. At least I'm gonna say that I tried. What's the sense of her, my boy? I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold. You'll meet at Barnes and Noble. I'm with you, Dad. I, that's the first time I've seen that. I really like it. It's is, classy, nice? very simple concept. Yeah. Yep. And and you know you hit it on the head, both you guys. It, number one, bring the two together. I think that's what made me feel kind of warm and fuzzy, and I liked that. Yeah. But you know, you mentioned about people you can't stand. Now I'm not going to think of the name. There's some uh, commercials that were on last year drove me nuts. Oh my God, the guy with a real long hair. He's a has been, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, I, a famous person who's a has been of, with long it, hair, Kid Rock? Jo- no, 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 no. An older guy, but now his hair is cut short. Joyce would know the name. Doggone it, she's not right here. Um, what era? Yeah, what's he famous for? Do you remember? Oh, is he an actor? He's a singer. He's a singer. I hated his singing. And, and when was his? Like, when was he most famous for singing? Uh, probably about fifteen, twenty years ago. I'm so eighties or nineties? Like a rocker, like Vince Neil or something? Uh, no, but I'm going to find out. I'm allowed to do this. Joyce, what's that guy's name? That singer that I hate with the real long hair, but it isn't long anymore. Bolton, Bolton, uh, <laughs> oh, Michael Bolton, Michael Bolton. Yes, <laughs> Michael Bolton. He. Last year he was in a few, and I don't know if you guys saw him. It was pathetic. He does one short one for a pizza now. He comes in, he busts in and saying, I'm embarrassed for him, actually. So maybe maybe that would be in that category you said love to hate, but I think I feel more sorry for him than I do hate him. You know, I thought we were going to end this segment on the nice up note of Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett, but we had to. Oh, that's right. We were on a nice one. We were on an up note. Poor Michael Bolton. He can't even make fun of his own image. Oh, my God. All right, Dad. Well, thank you so much for doing this with us. This was fun. Will you do it again? You betcha. It was absolutely fun. I loved it. I appreciate you guys uh, sharing with me on this. Can I uh, make a recommendation? What Genevieve has done in our house now is she has a little notepad that she keeps by the TV, and she uh, pulls it out whenever we see a commercial we want to talk about. So get your notepad ready, and we'll get you back on in a little bit to talk about some more ads. You got it. I'm going to do that. Sounds good, son. Okay. Love you, Dad. Talk to you soon. Love you, too. Bye-bye, Genevieve. Bye, Bob. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear what they're saying 
Uh, we hear the words you're saying. We call you guys the Ad Council, and we love it when you send us emails and post to our Facebook page. Our email address, by the way, after these messages, show at gmail.com. You can find us under the same tag on Facebook. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, you can leave comments there. Sometimes we get into conversations with you guys on the SoundCloud page after these messages show. Genevieve, what do we have up first from the Ad Council today? Well, we had a couple of good um, good pieces of input from the Ad Council, so thank you again to everyone who writes in on uh, any platform, the social media platform of your choice. Uh, I wanted to thank Jeremy, uh, listener Jeremy in particular. Uh, he listened to our last week's episode about focus groups uh, when we got into those AT&T parody focus group ads where an actor is talking to a group of kids and uh, the kids explain why bigger, faster, yeah. better is all are all are all better things to do and that the ads are pretty funny. Um, you and I speculated that those kids were all actors and I think even kind of came down on the side of thinking that they were pretty scripted. Actually, yeah. Can I just say that's one thing that I kind of regret about last week's show is I misspoke somehow. I didn't mean to say that I thought those kids were reading lines. I think that would be much harder for a kid to pull off those lines if they weren't just ad-libbing. I just figure, no, these are kids whose parents want their kids to be in show business. They're kids who probably auditioned and are actors and then went in there and had some loose ideas and probably did a lot of riffing with this adult. Yeah, I, I think that is basically what happened, although it, it sounds like this the, the company that made these ads uh, did a lot of casting calls uh, all over the country, not just here in L.A. where you would expect it to oh. be, but I believe in Chicago and New York as well, and I think even some some less uh, less obvious locations. They shot a bunch of these, some with, I under, as I understand it from the article in Adweek, uh, which I'll post to the Facebook page, uh, they some some of the kids are actors, you know, who who have done other things. Some of them are not. Obviously, these are all little kids, so their parents made some sort of decision to put them uh, in this situation, but but apparently I think it was a range of skill level and experience. And it's really this actor, uh, and I'm really sorry, I didn't make a note of his name. I think it's, it's Beck Bennett. Beck Bennett. Yeah. Uh, Beck Bennett, this actor who's and, and comedian, I think, who's doing, who's leading the focus group, was really instrumental in kind of bringing out some of these really funny moments from kids. And some of these lines were prompted to them or given to them as prompts, but they really took them and ad-libbed and improvised. So what what works in these ads, I think, is probably is a lot of just kids being kids. Now, I think it's interesting. Um, I forget how many hours they said they shot in that, but they shot hours and hours and, mm-hmm. you know, many, many of these focus groups in order to get three or four really good ads. So uh, I'm sure there was a lot of mining for right, for yeah. gold in that process. So anyway, thanks, listener Jeremy. Um, absolutely agree. And it's really fun to have the background on those ads. And we also got a note from a listener named Art who says, wanted to pass along this commercial from Canada that I remember from the early 80s. The first time I saw it on TV, I was sure it was a joke. But I can tell you that when I visited Vancouver and Victoria, I saw this product in stores. So Genevieve, let's just play the audio let's on just this. play it this is a woman well at first she's wearing a gas mask she looks sort of like a happy homemaker but wearing a gas mask and like rubber gloves i think yes and it would appear that there is a cat litter box in front of her this is the way i used to clean my cat's litter box until i discovered cat shit catch it well this product it's the new disposable litter box for people who don't have time to clean a cat's mess it comes complete. Just open the box and it's ready for your cat to use. 
When you're ready for a new box, just throw this one away. Catch it, the easy, clean way to have a cat. For people who have more important things to do. And and the very last scene, she's no longer wearing rubber gloves and a gas mask. She is now relaxed, petting her cat, and wearing a full-on tuxedo with a white tie wearing, when the when the doorknob white, white tie tuxedo. Rings. What is she getting ready to go do? <laughs> yeah, right. as, as I think Art had the uh, had the best guess. He said. I guess the, quote, more important thing that she had to go do was go get sawed in half by a magician <laughs> or enter an ice dancing competition. And I, I think those are, that's the absolutely the two best guesses for the way she's dressed. It's such a bizarre. I love that commercial. It's such a bizarre concept. And the tuxedo is surreal. And then the way that it's like sort of done in this very um, demure way, but yet they make a point of having the cat shit pun. Yeah. I love it. I love the whole kitten caboodle of it and i like the way it's very this kind of like early 80s so it's before recycling and everything yeah she's got like a david bowie in in labyrinth haircut (laughs) yes and it's also kind of like right before we started to realize oh wait we shouldn't be making more waste in this world like everything was disposable back then so here is this uh disposable box you just keep on buying more boxes they're already filled with litter they literally shit in there and then throw the whole thing away and start over again and it's just a very different mind Mindset. Although for me, it did kind of bring up this idea that here we are 30 some years later, almost 40 years later, and we are still trying to invent a better cat litter box. Yeah. One that we see on TV a lot is um, Cat Genie. Let's take a quick listen to this. Your cat self-wash. Now, so does their cat box. Cat Genie acts like a cat box, works like an appliance, flushes like a toilet. <laughs> the Cat Genie secret. Permanent washable granules that satisfy your cat's need to dig and cover. The granules never need changing and never make waste. To start the cleaning, you just push a button or preset to start automatically. So I'm going to try to describe this goes, contraption. It's a, Instead of being a square litter box, it's something that actually looks a little bit more the shape of a human toilet. It's a bit rounder and the cat goes in there does its business but then it's highly mechanical uh it, the the bowl kind of spins around in a circle a little scooping a robotic plastic scooping device comes out and collects all of the uh solid waste and it looks like the liquid waste gets dripped down through a filter and then you can hook that up to your toilet through a hose that goes directly into your toilet bowl like it seems Pretty high tech, and it also seems like something that will break in about two weeks because it's all gummed up with cat grossness. Yeah, it, it, this thing is such a disaster waiting to happen. Um, but the dream lives on because cleaning a cat box <laughs> is one of the most unpleasant chores that you can do. Uh, and so, how I, would you know? I've, I have it on good authority <laughs> that that is not a pleasant chore, and. Um, and and I think you know it is. It's it's this dream that will someday uh, crack this nut. But I, I don't think Cat Genie is going to do it, and I don't think uh, Cat Shit is going to do it either. Yeah, we're either going to have domesticated cats in our houses whom we love, and then we have to go pick up the shit after them and throw it away, or we're not going to have cats in the same way if you have a dog, and this would be one of the biggest barriers to me having a dog, is I don't like the idea of going on a walk with my best friend, the dog, and then having to bend over and pick up his hot, steaming waste and then carry it around in a little baggie for a few blocks while I look for a garbage can. Well, there are those amazing human beings who have taught their cats to use the toilet. 
Um, I've known a few of them in my life, and I, I think they are uh, – that should be like a qualifier for being the president of the United States because if you can teach <laughs> your cat to use the toilet, you are a good problem solver. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right, that's our show for today, guys. Thanks for listening. Once again, email after these messages show at gmail.com. After these messages show at Facebook, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes if you want to leave us a review there. Only if you like the show, though. Um, and you can also call us as well. Do you have the number in front of you, Genevieve? I do. It's 607 444 5597. 607-444-5597. And that's a voicemail line. You can just call and leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Ice cream scooping it. You can sell.